I don't know who that is, but I do have a fan club of one out there somewhere because that's the second yay I've gotten before I've given a homily, which I, which I hope I hear from uh, everybody afterwards. But um, as we said in our uh, opening welcome and our call to worship message, this morning is week two of our homily series. So I want to remind you of that, following Jesus. Last week, we focused on the two great pillars of faith, loving God and others and making disciples. And if you missed part of that following Jesus kickoff, um, then you're just one click away. So if you go to the parish website, you can take advantage of some of the resources that are out there, videos and discussion questions and homilies. This journey we've embarked on will last six weeks. So as we enter week two, I want to focus us on our choice, our choice to be obedient to God and our commitment to each other as part of a community of faith. Choice and commitment. As followers of Jesus, we're called to a higher love. In the Greek, the agape love, Jesus's emptying and complete outpouring for each and every one of us. And that higher love is a vital part of that greatest commandment to love our neighbor as ourselves. Serving others is an important way that we do love our neighbor. And it's one of the key steps in following Jesus, in searching for the real meaning of our lives. Commitment to service is part of what we are all meant to do. And we all know that that's not easy in our world, which is so divisive these days, where we're constantly seeing one group pitted against another. There's just so much noise and divisiveness out there. All we have to do is watch the news or read the paper or reality TV or spend a little time on social media. And it's easy for us to see that love our neighbor those attributes of acceptance and tolerance and understanding or even a cordial conversation and dialogue is not exactly top of mind for a lot of people we encounter today. But the point Jesus makes in the gospel for us is very simple. In fact, it is so that often we can miss it. The point is that actions speak louder than words that God wants more from us than agreement. He wants obedience. He wants more than good words. He wants good works. He wants more than faith. He wants fidelity. But in everyone's life, I think there is a struggle between obedience and disobedience. And those struggles take many different twists and turns over the course of our life. What ultimately counts is not what promises we made, but what actions we take. And I think our salvation hinges on our love for neighbor, especially for those in need. When we serve and care for the least among us, we serve Christ. And St. Paul reminds us of that in the second reading today, when he says, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out for not their own interests, but also for those of others. 
Love of neighbor is inseparable from love of God. And the religious leaders in Jesus' time didn't heed John the Baptist because they had made up their mind. They could not unmake them, and so they did not do the will of the Father. I think we see the same predicament that plagues us in our society today. Consistent thinking, holding the same position now as we did earlier, can have a high price tag. Too often we cling to what we think and we become rigid and inflexible. When we do this, it keeps us from attuning ourselves to the needs of those around us. We know that both the sons were disobedient to the father, and I think there's a bit of both of those sons in each of us. To say no to the father's request in the Jewish culture at the time of Jesus was unheard of. It was a huge insult. But in the end, he reconsiders his priorities and his options, and he decides that being with the father is more important than anything else he was meant to do that day. The son who says no and does yes on this particular day is the more faithful one. Because today is the day that the Father is asking, and today's answer is the answer upon which, like both of the sons, all of us will be judged. Tax collectors and prostitutes were entering the kingdom not because they collected more taxes or more customers in the past life, but because of their present choices. That makes today, this very day, every day, the most important days of our lives. I think often we worry that our past sins impede our future progress towards the goal of being a closer follower of Jesus. And the prophet Ezekiel in our first reading dispensed that fear by telling the exiled Israelites emphatically to forget their past and their past mistakes. Because our present direction and our future choices are the only things that we'll ultimately be accountable for. What we did in the past is not as important as what we are all doing together now. Who we were is not as critical as who we choose to be as we go forward in life. Forget about yesterday. What's on the agenda for today and tomorrow is what's more important. And that is how the kingdom works. Not worldly judgment, but kingdom thinking. We live in a generation that carries kind of a portable resume wherever we go. Our past choices follow us from the cradle to the grave. They're embedded in medical records and academic transcripts, driving citations, and credit reports. But if we buy into that worldly thinking of accountability, our focus of life's energies remain in the past, and then we find ourselves tinkering with it, feeding it, brooding over it, and trying to justify it. Yet kingdom thinking invites us to step out of the past altogether, 
leave the old person behind, and embrace the possibilities of this new day. I read something recently that said, if the kingdom of God had a slogan, it might be this, the one who chooses wisely today chooses wisely for all eternity. We all know that discipleship following Jesus comes with certain responsibilities, but it's important to remember that it doesn't deny us our own freedom. The choice to say yes to the Father and then disobey, or to say no, but then have a change of heart and do his will, that is the freedom we all have been given. The decision to follow Jesus is also not a once and all choice. As in the case of life itself, we're all presented with options that are placed along our way and on our own journeys. We're invited to choose in favor of following Jesus or we're free to ignore that invitation. But the invitation will always remain open to us because we decline it on one occasion does not necessarily mean it will never be offered to us again. God's desire for our acceptance is both persistent and enduring. So this week, let's pray that we make the right choices to do what God wants us to do by supporting each other as this vibrant community of faith.